Chris and I were experimenting with um, recording our podcast a different way than we normally do, and unfortunately, half of Chris's audio got lost, so only half of our podcast is um, ready. So, um, unfortunately, uh, half of it's missing. The first half, we talked about our opinions on all the Super Hill shows that we had seen before we dived into the Arrowverse um, crossover, Elseworld. So, um, yeah, unfortunately, half the podcast is lost, but I still decided to up- upload the second half because um, we both think it's um, pretty fun. We talk about Elseworlds, and then we talk about a couple superhero movies. You know, we saw Aquaman and Spider-Verse, and then we kind of get into our hopes for um 2019 and this is our last podcast of the year and kind of you know what what we hope to get out of the new year what we've enjoyed so far so um please uh, take a listen and again um we apologize i apologize for losing the first half of the audio but there's like 45 minutes of this thing a really solid discussion so um yeah let's just dive right into it um chris is gonna um talk about elseworlds and um we'll get into the into the discussion and um you're gonna hear us again but merry christmas happy holidays happy new year happy hanukkah happy kwanzaa hope everyone's had a wonderful year and if you're a long time listener you've been uh checking in with our stuff um we appreciate you and thank you for listening to the two black two nerdy podcast thanks now let's get to the show uh i really enjoyed elseworld so this uh story was where they took john deegan uh who in the comics is dr destiny uh they had him and they sort of threw in this whole he is a believer in eugenics so we really shouldn't like this guy uh plot in there but he's sort of a loser um his psychology if you want to call it that that field is sort of a failure for him and so he um gets what's called a the book of destiny from mar novu who is called the monitor and he changes the world he changes reality so then oliver queen and barry allen have switched lives but they have not switched bodies so Stephen amell is the flash so Stephen amell is barry allen as the flash and grant gustin is oliver queen as the green arrow and so they have to figure that out there's some pretty funny moments in there i think they did a really good job of switching each other's personalities and um yeah some dumb things in there were the team not believing barry and oliver that they yeah team flash not believing barry at all and like locking them in the pipeline i'm like all the stuff that's happened on the show you've had time travel multiple times you've had alternate earths you've had a shark a shark man wearing pants you've had a gorilla with mind control and like Oliver and Barry switching bodies is like, whoa, that's impossible. That doesn't make any sense. And all you have friends on a time And all they ship. had to do was mention something that the other person only they would know, and like it would have been problem solved. Right. Which is what Barry ends up doing. But like it's it still it still took it still took way too long, and it was just a way to have goofy drama that we did find out. How they use the bathroom in the pipeline. That that was, was uh, that was pretty funny. So a toilet. So I guess you press you press one of the squares and a toilet comes out. Now we know. All the questions have been answered. Yes. Uh, Even though not how they feed them. 
Well, they had a they had a deleted scene from season one where Caitlyn was giving them a big belly burger. Oh yeah, so there it is. Yeah, they really like that place, don't they? I mean, it's DC branding, I guess. Um, so yes, yeah, so that was the first episode halfway through. The best part of the crossover, though, was when Barry and uh, Oliver went to go get Supergirl's health on Earth thirty eight. They opened the portal portal somebody save me the smallville theme starts oh my when they play i didn't dude i didn't even watch smallville and i felt nostalgic when they played that theme and they used the skyline from the show and that's and the farm was the same farm right mm -hmm, it was the same farm the same kent farm they didn't change a thing i loved it a big smile went across my brother and i's face as soon as we heard the theme um, and I remember going to go watch it later that night afterwards, like on YouTube, that specific clip and doing that the next day. And, uh, so many people ha- were so happy that happened. Yeah. I mean, this is like, I mean, Supergirls have characters from Smallville on there. And I mean, if you count Nora Flash has two, but this is like the first, like this is the most direct connection or reference they've ever made to Smallville in these shows. And, you know, Smallville is one of those shows. It was, it was a CW show before Arrow that had its ups and downs, but Smallville is pretty much the precursor to the Arrowverse, you know? Yeah. If there there probably wouldn't have been an Arrowverse if there wasn't a Smallville. Smallville wasn't on for as long as it did, as it was. Exactly. I I would go out on a limb and say there wouldn't be any superhero TV shows without Smallville. That's probably pretty accurate. Because Smallville ran for 10 seasons and it pretty much held most of its fan base even though a lot of them sort of dipped out after like Season eight, season seven took a hit because of the writers guild, uh, the screen actors guild. Wait, no, screen act writers guild boycott. But all shows took a hit that season. But it was a really great show. And honestly, if they don't bring back Tom Welling and Michael Rosenbaum in some capacity for Crisis, then they've missed. It's a, a complete wonderful waste. And I get that those actors. And I actually went to. Uh, they were both at um, Motor City Comic Con, our local comic book convention this year. And they, I, I, I can tell that like I think they were just you know a part of that show for so long. They just don't want to go back. I and I can I can I can understand that. But I'm like, is it that hard to give Tom Welling some old man makeup and make him Pa Kent? You know. Well, Michael Rosenbaum said that he wants to come back, um, especially if it was going to do a, a uh, animated series um, and bring back the original cast. And Tom Welling was just like, meh. Um, but yeah, they could. I would. I would say they'd be able to bring them back. <laughs> well, Tom, or, I know that. Um, I know Rosenbaum. He has like a podcast. He's interviewed. Um, Stephen Amell and uh, Daniel uh, Daniel Panabaker before, so he like knows them, you know. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, and, and Rosenbaum also voiced uh, Flash on Justice League. Right. Wally on Justice League. So I mean, dude, for next year for Crisis, they have to do it. Um, what did you think about uh, Batwoman? Meh. 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 She didn't yeah. do anything. They didn't really try. Yeah, I, so uh, uh, Batwoman was, like, supposed to be the biggest thing about this crossover, but we got way more with Superman than we did with Batwoman, I thought. 
Yeah, you did. And even when she was on screen, what'd she do? Hit on Kara. Yeah, Um, I feel like she hit on Kara. She beat up some asylum people. She stopped um, Barry and Oliver from fighting, which I will say that scene where they're fighting each other's nemesis, I thought that was cool. Yeah, that was that was really good. Malcolm Merlin got to come back. Yeah, John Barrowman showed up. uh, And my whole thing with you know batwoman was that okay she stopped them from fighting but if you actually showed her actually fight them instead of just like scissor kicking one and flipping the other then yeah you would be like oh man she's just this really cool character she's a great fighter but no she was just there to uh name recognition drop name drop bruce wayne and uh kickstarter pilot that, that's what they were trying to do they're 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 that honestly was a backdoor pilot. And I think the thing that hurts Elseworlds the most is that I feel like a lot of it was they were trying to use it as a springboard for other things, right? And they're obviously, right. obviously they want to do Crisis on Infinite Earth next year. So part of it was a setup for that. There, um, I think the whole thing with um, Superman proposing to Lois and Lois being pregnant, there are rumors they wanted to do a Superman show, so I don't know if that's actually going to happen, but maybe that was their idea of both of them raising John. Maybe that maybe that's what they were trying to go for. Because in the comics, Superman and Lois have a kid, you know, John Kent, and John that's, Kent. that's a story arc. Um, and Batwoman is probably, the, and Batwoman is also a show that they want to launch. Possibly, I'm assuming, if they end up canceling Arrow, Batwoman will replace that. So, I felt like some of that was like a backdoor pilot where it's like, where Bruce Wayne go? I don't know. And they tease a lot of the Batman villains. So, also, I did, I will appreciate Mark Guggenheim for putting his name on one of the asylum doors yep. with the Batman villains. Because I'm like, he probably is a greater villain <laughs> He's definitely than the, the Penguin and Riddler and Poison Ivy. He's definitely the biggest villain of the Arrowverse for creating Elicity. So at least he did, the man did create Elicity. So, I mean, I, at least he was a good sport. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, Dr. Destiny turning himself into Black Suit Superman, I thought, I thought, I thought it was fine. I thought it fit. Yeah, if you're going to turn yourself into a superhero, you would pick Superman. Right. Out of anyone. Um, and the fight between him and real Superman, I actually thought was pretty good. Yeah. And I, I thought it funny when they crashed through a building and then someone was like, Bizarro. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they definitely had, they definitely didn't shy away from, from the Easter eggs. Uh, Gary from Legends had a cameo in the third part as the, uh, the bartender. And, um, I did like Oliver and Barry having to pretend to be criminals for a little bit. I didn't realize that Twitter... like, I have to throw up. I'm like, oh, come on, Barry. I didn't realize the Twitter twins were actual characters from yeah, DC. Yeah, I think they're in Young Justice. Or were those the Terror twins? I'm not sure. They're, they're like cowboys, pretty much. Hmm. Maybe. Oh, I- yeah, no. In Young Justice, they were Terror twins, not Trigger twins. So I thought that was... um, But... I, I do, but I did, again, as you mentioned before, Flash, like, what happened to Nora? Yeah, like, th- she was just still in the future, I guess. I guess, maybe, yeah, I, whatever. But, um, so, oh, we, we forgot to talk about the monitor. I thought the monitor was cool. Yeah, he's 
He was good. He he was his presence was felt. He wasn't overbearing because if they fought them, Lord knows he would have just wiped the floor with them. Um, Dude, he destroyed um, John Wesley Shep, Barry Allen. I don't think he destroyed him. I think he just sent him off to a uh, back to his earth. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Maybe in the pocket dimension somewhere. I like the yeah. I like the monitor was black because the monitors in comics look black. To be honest. Yeah, ever since what the eighties when they came up with them. Yeah. Um, they've been black, so or brownish. So, uh, yeah. So Marnovu, uh, they got the actor from um, Designated Survivor, who I liked. He played Mike on there. He was a Secret Service agent, so they got him on there. So that was pretty good. Um, and yeah, I think every overall they did a really good job with that. One thing I do think they wasted John Wesley Ship a little bit. Um, but he was exposition the, man, right? But he was great for saying, "Good, good to see you, John." Where's your ring? There's your ring, and I was like, "Ah!" Uh, I, so I don't know if I don't know if they would literally give Diggle a ring and make him John Stewart, or if they're just messing with that fan theory. I don't, but or, I, 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 but I, I did enjoy it. Or they could just have him do what. Uh, John Wesley Ship did when he was uh, on there as Henry Allen was be like, oh, my uh, mother's maiden name was Garrick. Be like, my mother's maiden name was Stuart. Well, you know, um, I think uh, Lynn from Black Lightning is originally supposed to be John Stewart's like sister. Hmm. I think because I think her name is Lynn Stewart. I'm pretty sure. Interesting. <laughs> so I mean. I think that the guy who plays Martian Manhunter and Supergirl, I think he joked that they should just have a crossover with all the black superheroes. I'm for it. From all the shows, they just all go to Freeland. I'm for it. So, um, what do you think about... Uh, so, they obviously teased uh, Barry and Supergirl dying, and they didn't. Um, yeah. Oliver had to make some sort of deal with the Monitor to keep them alive. He's gonna die. So, yeah, the prevailing theory is that we as as we've mentioned before, they're going to do the crisis. They've already announced next year's crossover, which is going to be Crisis on Earth X. I mean, Crisis on, on Infinite Earth, which is a huge comic book um story where Supergirl and Barry Allen both die. So some people think that Oliver is going to sacrifice himself for them because Oliver's show will be on its eighth season by then, and. People are sick of Arrow, and they think it might be a good send-off for the characters. What do you think? Well, here's my theory. It's not that it's a... Um, it's not like all the show, all the shows are going to be canceled. And what I mean by that is, Crisis is going to be the show. Like, we're going to get a season dedicated to Crisis on Infinite Earths. And I think that would be the proper way to handle it. Because... You can't just have Crisis on Infinite Earths be a uh, one-week, three- or four-episode thing. Mm -hmm. You need some time to build everything up to see the worlds go to crap. Um, I reread Infinite Crisis yesterday, uh, but even though it's not Crisis, it's close enough. Um, But you need to see everything go to hell. And then have all the heroes find a way to fight the anti-monitor and all this other stuff. You got to pull heroes from different worlds and meet these heroes and things like that. So, 
Um, it's a very ambitious effort. I really don't think they have the star power for it, but good on them. I mean, I mean they've been teasing it, and I and when I saw Psycho Pirate in the second part of the crossover, I was like, they got to do Crisis at some point, you know. They allude yeah. to it, and they've they've alluded to it since Flash season one. You know, Supergirl, Episode I think, one. getting her own show was just a coincidence because that is actually one of the few storylines where she does play a big role. Yeah. As she dies. So, yeah, kudos on them. We'll see where it goes. Um, I, they, they have my attention. I'll, I'll put it that way. Right. I think if they, unless they did like a month towards the crossover, I think I would be a bit appeased towards that. But they have to dedicate significant time to that. And the fact that I think the what makes me think it's going to be a season long thing is that they said fall 2019 instead of winter 2019 because all the shows come back in fall of 2019. So what makes me think is that at the end of the seasons, we're going to get some type of teaser to crisis sort of like we got with the end of Captain America, the post credit scene was a teaser for the Avengers. Yeah. I, good luck. All right. Well, yeah. we've talked about the Arrowverse for quite a bit. Um, so some of these other topics we're probably gonna have to go through a little bit quicker. This is off topic, but my, um, my phone is also close to dying. So I'm probably gonna have to plug it in my mess with our audio for a minute, but, um, Daredevil got canceled. Um, so, uh, Marvel Netflix is done. Pretty much. Yeah, until the, the the shows are on hiatus until the you know Disney streaming service brings back up. And realistically, the only show I want to come back is is Daredevil. Yeah, like, I mean, we got another the... season of Punisher, another season of Jessica Jones. But I mean, yeah, I mean, Iron Fist, I understood. Luke Cage, I was annoyed, but I could understand a little bit. But them canceling Daredevil after how amazing season three was. I mean, that's clearly Netflix just being mad at it, playing politics with Disney because yep. Disney's going to start their own streaming service and they might be working with Hulu as well. So Netflix is just, Netflix, I, I, I really do think it's just spite from Netflix and people. And they were, and they were like, and Netflix doesn't release like the ratings, that kind of stuff. But I mean, if for the amount of excitement Daredevil had and the amount of people who talked about it, you know, I just saw online, I, I feel like viewership couldn't have gone down that much when they've done, like, eight seasons of Orange is a New Black. You know what I mean? Right, but the other thing is they're paying money to do these shows and they have to look at it, okay, it's like, all right, would we rather take this money and invest it in some other shows and hopefully be able to retain mm -hmm. some viewers that way or pay this money, get these viewers. And when these shows leave, we lose those viewers. I, you know, because I just read earlier today, I think that Netflix plans to make 90 films next year. Some with budgets up to $200 million. Mm -hmm. Like that's a pretty big gamble. And honestly, they need every penny they need. They can get for that. And honestly, yeah. Yeah. The streaming wars have begun. Pretty much. It's just, you know, sad. Mar Marvel Netflix, I think, will, you know, it was a fun era. You know, it, they had their ups and downs for sure. But, I, I mean, I enjoyed the ride. 
So we'll have to see what's going on. I think Disney CEO was talking about, like, it's possible to bring that back, those shows. And I think, I mean, like, if you couldn't bring back the shows, you could at least do, like, a Defender Season 2 just to wrap up all the storylines and be done, you know? But I think, really, only Matt and Jessica are in a position to be there for Defenders because Luke is a crime boss. Danny is off who knows where. They sort of like left that as a cliffhanger for season three. Those goofy cliffhangers. Which is cute that they thought they were going to get a season three with how bad season one is and how mediocre season two was. Um, But yeah, Luke Cage was just, being a crime boss, it just doesn't make sense still. But the, you don't, you don't, really have a show to do Defender Season 2 on, and Defender Season 1 was just so, so, so that do people really want that? Mm-hmm. Heroes for Hire is what the people want. Give the people what they want. But yeah. Um. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, uh, so yeah, do you have anything else about the cancellation, really? No, I think we'll, we'll see the we'll see Daredevil again for sure. Um, Everyone you know, else, I, who knows? Yeah, really. Um, so we were lucky enough to go see um, Into the Spider Verse um, a little earlier than yeah, uh, the general ago. public a week ahead of time. Um, you want to talk about that movie? Because that movie was um, something else. My favorite Spider-Man movie ever. Uh. Like it, it has been a fantastic year for the Spider-Man character. Yeah, uh, you know Tom Holland killed it in Infinity War. You had Spider-Man for PS4, which is fantastic, and you had Into the Spider-Verse, um, which was really great on so many reasons. It was a love letter to all Spider-Man fans. It was a love letter to comic book fans. Um, and honestly, the Stan Lee cameo hurt yeah no that stanley cameo was oh yeah we never mentioned yeah i mean between the last podcast and this one uh stanley unfortunately passed away um it can be assumed uh natural causes how old was he 95 96 he was 94 94 okay so yeah the man was 94 um created spider-man he created co-created countless superheroes um Thor, Fantastic Four, the X-Men, practically all of the uh, starting Avengers, uh, the man single-handedly, not single-handedly, you know, Jack Kirby contributed a whole heck of a lot, but the man helped create comic books as we know today. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I think even from just... Anyone who's ever interested in any sort of creative um, career, whether you're a writer, you know, filmmaker, anything like that, I mean, there's almost, there's never going to be anyone that's created as much stuff or had a hand in creating as many different characters as Stan Lee. Right. No one. No, you know, you know what I mean? So I think, you know, just that alone, he leaves a legacy and. Yeah, he had a cameo in End of the Spider-Verse, and it was, it was, 
It was it was a little sad knowing that that's going to be one of his last ones. I think he's got one in Captain Marvel coming up and uh, Endgame. Yeah, um, yes, but his his cameo in Into the Spider Verse. So probably by the time this one comes out, the movie will have been out for what two, uh, three weeks maybe. Two, three weeks. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and so it was. So spoiler alert. So one of the Spider-Men, the one played by Chris Pine, uh, he dies. And so, you know, it's, you know, uh, Miles goes into this comic book shop, memorabilia shop, and um, Stan Lee is the owner and the cashier. And so he's talking to him. He's like, I knew him, you know, he was a friend of mine. And it's just like, ooh, like my heart felt emotions and it just... It's not expecting that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was. I I agree, and and, and it was almost like weird, that like a version of the, the movie's been out for a while. If you're listening to this, a version of Spider-Man dies in that um, in, in the movie, which is you know accurate to Miles' origin, and Stanley died in real life. And you're just like, ah, this has just made it extra sad. Yeah. And I wonder once that happened whether they're just like, ooh, that's gonna leave a mark. But but um, as far uh, as the movie itself, uh, Kingpin was ridiculously huge. Kingpin was humongous. Um, I I'll just go over the things I like, and uh, you can agree or disagree. Um, so uh, Miles' origin was pretty accurate. Yep. Um, I liked. Uh, he had he had issues with his dad. He had the relationship with the uncle that ended up being a supervillain, which I thought was great. Yep. He had to, you know, every Spider-Man has to lose someone, so I enjoyed that. Um, he lost Spider-Man the other, and his uncle. Um, Old uh, Peter Parker was great, you know. It was nice to see the dynamic with him and Miles as you have, you know, a younger Spider-Man that's just starting out versus an older Spider-Man that's kind of given up and wants to quit, you know. It also helps to make the movie, I think, you know, relevant for all ages, you know? Yep. And stops it from being, like, just an origin story. Because, you know, this movie goes in... This movie has you going in the thinking, like, you know Spider-Man's origin. You know he gets bit by, you know he gets bit by a spider. You know Uncle Ben dies. All that kind of stuff. So they don't have to waste time kind of giving you stuff you should know already. Um... Did you like the other Spider-Men? Yeah, uh, I thought they were all pretty great in their own way. I thought the only one that was sort of, like, not utilized well was the um, the girl and her Spider-Robot. I thought that one was sort of not really utilized because, you know, Spider-Ham had his own thing. Spider-Gwen was obviously... Uh, more of a focal point in the movie. Spider-Man nor had his own... Uh, set pieces and had his own worth the spider the spider robot was just sort of there yeah i mean i feel like the spider robot they were just kind of there like oh anime you know yeah it's different <laughs> i i but. did find a spider-man noir with nicholas cage to be quite funny yeah with he the, was great with the rubik's cube uh spider ham i mean this is a uh i mean clearly i feel like they're trying to make a knock at a warner brothers Mm-hmm. You know, like Porky the Pig, that kind of thing. Yeah, and I mean, I remember the Spider-Ham character from 
uh, comics. I think I want to say when Marvel did their like Marvel Universe two before they did the Ultimate Universe, where they did pretty much like all the kids of like the main hero. So you had Spider Girl, who was Peter Parker and Mary Jane's daughter. You had uh, let's see, Hulk's kid, Juggernaut's kid. Wolverine's kid. It, he had a whole bunch of kids, um, but I thought it was all pretty good. Um, that I remember, like he he would have like the side comic at the end, um, but he was a gag character. Mm-hmm. Literally, that's that's what he was pulling out the hammer and hitting people with it. That was, I think, it was great. Um, great version of the Green Goblin, uh, Shocker, Scorpion. All interesting takes on the characters. Kingpin was pretty good. Um, his motivations not all that dissimilar from the motivation of Kingpin and Ultimate Spider-Man or in um, this iteration of Kingpin and Daredevil, uh, you know, about family and wanting to get his family. Um, so it was really good, heartfelt. Uh, I think it'll get a lot more people into the Miles Morales version of Spider-Man, which is good. Um, they're already planning spinoffs for a lot of the side characters, a lot of the side spider characters. Um, even though I, I want it into the Spider-Verse 2 focused on Miles, and then you can have these other spinoffs as well, but whatever. I'm just a dreamer. Yeah. Um, I, I really enjoyed the, uh, the art and animation. Yeah, it it was great. It was it was a comic book come to life. It was a so, beautiful. That was a it was a beautiful film. Yeah, that that's what I'm saying. Like it's a love letter to Spider-Man lovers, but it's a love letter to comic book lovers. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else. I'm trying to think of anything else. Mm, and um, yeah, I mean it's been a great year for Spider-Man. Great year for Black Nerds. You know, we began the year of Black Panther and end it with a Spider Verse. So I'm, I'm I'm satisfied. It's been a very good, very, very, very long year. It has been a long year. We uh, felt like two years. Hey, throwing a Black Manta, getting a live action appearance at the end of the year. Black Manta was great. He hasn't seen Aquaman yet, but Black Manta was great. Yeah. Um. Um, do you want to talk about the movie trailers that came out? Um, so my thoughts for both of them could be wrapped up in, in uh, a, a onomatopoeia and a sentence. Mm. Eh. I'm going to go see them anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, Cap- I mean the, the trailers can't really do much anything for me anyway. I'm going to go see Captain Marvel because I have questions that need to be answered. And same thing with Endgame. For sure. I mean, Captain Marvel, um, they're really trying to make Carol Danvers look like a Super Saiyan. I'll, I'll give them that. <laughs> I like the uh, I like the spin move she did when she was fighting in space. So that was cool. Um, as far as like her character, so uh, it, I don't I don't know a lot about Captain Marvel. So was she like a person kidnapped by the Kree and trained by the Kree, and then she goes back to Earth afterwards? But she's a human. Um, that's what it sort of seems like they're trying to make it in this, this trailer. I mean, originally, Cap- so Marvel, who's played by Jude Law in this one, 
or Judd Apatow, one of the two. I always get those two mixed up. Um, came to Earth, and he was, you know, he was a career representative of all that, and he was sent to, you know, like, be a uh, reconnaissance person for the Kree, and he gets injured, and somehow, depending on which way you want to look, depending on which incarnation you're looking at it, um, his powers get transferred to her. Either he dies, or there's a blood transfusion, or something. And so then that's how she gets her powers. And we roll the Thoroughs, and that's how she gets her powers. But, um, so then she has that iteration. In this one, they're like, I know there are some people that think she's like half Cree, half human, and that's how she gets her powers. And then she gets trained by them, or she was in a crash, and then they found her. And yeah, no one's quite sure. They did say they were changing the origin. Um, but it, it her movie only prompts more questions like one where has she been all this time to why did Ronan go from defender of his people to homicidal maniac and guardians why didn't any of those people that he is with stop him or why weren't they with him in the first guardians where has she been all this time again um and you know, if she, it's just leaves more questions than answers. As this point is just like, okay, you're trying to make her this MacGuffin that's going to help them defeat the uh, defeat Thanos because she's the most powerful. But literally, you should have chose a different hero that, or not have involved all these different characters that have been involved in the MCU so far. Yeah, I um. Yeah, I, I mean, they're really hyping up Captain Marvel. I don't think, like, people are acting like she's going to one-shot Thanos. You know, she's just going to one-punch man him. I, I mean, I hope there's more of a struggle. Unless there's another villain that they fight in the movie, I don't know. Yeah, um, I don't, I don't really get it. Uh, what are your thoughts about uh, Endgame? Uh, that trailer didn't really show anything. It just showed people talking. Um, so whatever, I guess. You know, the big reveal was the n- trailer name, which was in game, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, Doctor Strange said it." And it's like, okay. So. Yeah, they yeah, and the Russo brothers are just liars. They're like, no one's ever going to figure out the title for the show, and it's like, dude, for the movie, and it's like, people were literally suggesting Endgame the day after they saw it. Yeah, people people were saying that months and years, and they're like, no, no one's going to get it. I was just like, you should have just went with Annihilation. Annihilation. You should have just went with it. I would have liked uh, Avengers Forever. Yeah, or you could have actually named it Avengers Assemble since no one has actually said it. That's true. Um, uh, I I don't know if there this is Marvel doing fake trailers again, but um, they in in um, I don't know what base they're in, but they have pictures of people that disappeared during the snap, and you sure, see um. You see Spider-Man and Ant-Man because they think he's dead. You also see Shuri. So a lot of people are upset because they think uh, Shuri got snapped. Do you think Shuri got snapped? Or you think that's just fake for them to throw people off? I mean, she could have. 
I feel like though, if she got snapped, like why didn't they show it in you know Infinity War? Well, you know, it's they made a point of showing that Mbaku was there. She also may not have gotten snapped. She also could have just gotten killed. That's by Corvus. That's the other thing, because um, you know she did get pimp smacked by a member of the Black Order, threw some glass off a table, down a flight, so or down you know some distance. So she could be just dead. She did. Yeah, she did kind of get wrecked in that movie, which was a little disappointing. Yeah, but I mean they haven't shown her to be a fighter, which is also sort of like. You know, because there are all these theories. There are all these theories that like she's gonna have to be the Black Panther until they can um fix the timeline. You know, well, it's either her or Mbaku. Pretty much. Um, I mean, Ant Man showed up at the end. Like, well, it's like, duh. I mean, they teased him being in the quantum realm at his movie, so I'm assuming that he gets out and finds them, and that probably is what kickstarts you know the plot. And uh, Hawkeye is yep. Ronan. Yeah, he lost his family, so now he's off the deep end. Okay. All right. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad they're doing Ronan. You know, he wasn't Hawkeye wasn't in the last movie, so I'm like, all right, you at least got to do something different with him before um, I don't know we move on. I mean, see, the thing is, I feel like this movie should be like the final swan song for, like, the original Avengers, but there's apparently a Black Widow movie in development, and Loki's getting a a TV show on Disney, so I'm like, I mean, okay. But, like, Black Widow, that movie is way too late. Yeah, if they did a Black Widow movie, it should have been after Winter Soldier. Or before Winter Soldier, honestly, because... Black Widow is a spy. It's who she is. You, there's no need for a spy really right now. Yeah. Shield's gone. Hydra's gone. U.S. government is the U.S. government. So her working for the CIA would just be another spy film. They, they can do the scrolls. That's about it. Yeah. So it's really not all that useful of a movie it seems like a waste of time and pandering and you know they should have did it years ago but here we are and everyone hates Scarlett Johansson now yeah but she didn't really do anything as Black Widow anyway she just quips and scissor kicked people oh the spin the uh yeah I know what you're talking about yeah 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 people have soured on the character they've soured on the actress you know, I don't. I I feel like it's just time to move on. You know, bring in new female characters, right? If the Disney Fox merger is happening, you get access to all the women within the X Men lore. You know, and you should be you'll be you'll be just fine. Yeah. Give us a new storm for God's sakes. Bring her to Wakanda. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, so I think the last, the last thing I had here, I'm pulling up the list right now, is, um, you have any hopes for 2019, nerd-wise, or, um, or just in general, as this is our last podcast of the year? Well, uh, Godzilla, King of Monsters just looks awesome, and I'm so looking forward to that. Um, 
Shazam hopefully will be good. So there will be another win for DC. Uh, Glass. Um, Glass comes out next month, so that'll probably make it on our next podcast. That, I hope, is good um, as a conclusion to the Unbreakable Trilogy. Uh, Young Justice Outsiders comes out in a couple weeks. Titans uh, finale comes out Friday. Hopefully that's good. Titans has been a surprisingly good thing this year. Um, Let's see what else. What else comes out next year? I graduate law school next year, so, you know, that's... And then I have to take the bar. Looking forward to that. Yeah. Hopefully I pass that the first time. That's what I'm looking forward to the most. That's about it for me in 2019. But Godzilla, King of Monsters, that might be the movie of 2019. Kingdom Hearts 3 comes out next month. I'm still not holding my breath. It's fine. Hey, hey, hey. The game went gold. Early copies have already been leaked. There's actually drama with it because um, somebody got a legal early copies and I think someone's in jail right now because they tried to sell them on Facebook with their real name. Ah, uh, people. You didn't think they would find you? Good job. But, um... I'm excited for that. Um, I got Super Smash Brothers a couple weeks ago, and um, I've been enjoying that. If you're into those games at all, but Kingdom Hearts Three is like the one thing I'm really pumped for that's coming out like super soon. And I'm sure, you know, as long as 2018 was, I'm sure 2019 will have its surprises. Yeah. Um, in terms of Kingdom Hearts Three, I have a PS4 now, so. You know, I'll I'll be there with you. I'll send you um I'll send you some YouTube links so uh remember the plot because it's uh it's about as convoluted as you can get. Yeah, it's been a number of years since I've touched a Kingdom Hearts game, so yeah. I'll the main villain has a team consisting of different versions of himself. That's dumb. They've 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 brought time travel in Kingdom Hearts, and I was like, all right, you can keep that in Flash, like we. Mm. It was complicated up enough. The timeline, Barry. Have you seen the um? There have been some good memes already. The final trailer came out with like all the heroes standing. Um, someone photoshopped out a Donald's wand and gave him a gun. I thought it was pretty <laughs> oh, funny. Oh yes, I remember seeing that. The Donald, the Donald with the strap. He's just tired. He's Which, like, heal me, Donald. Heal me, Donald. No, heal yourself. Um. So, yeah, I don't really have much else, do you? Uh, no, I don't think that's it for me. Well, um, thank you all for listening this past year. Um, yeah, we, I think, I mean, I think we hope to, you know, go strong in the 2019, you know. I like doing the podcast, I think it's fun. It's a good recap on everything. Chris, you got anything you want to say to the, the audience? I hope you all had a wonderful 2018, and if you didn't, I hope everything that happened has um, has a positive side where you could have in, improved on the situation, and that you go into 2019 full of hope, full of love, have a happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Hanukkah's over I think at this point, uh, happy Kwanzaa. Happy all the holidays. Happy New Year. Have a happy New Year. Yep. And um, yeah, thank you guys for listening. And until next time, I'm Chris. 
I'm Chris. And this is us and this has been the Two Black Two Nerdy Podcast. Number eighteen. Catch you later. Bye bye.